Hello. So it's getting closer and closer to Christmas. The candles are getting brighter. And our focus is more and more on the joy of Christmas. And I was struck for what it's worth that um, Christmas is often definitely a birthday, like the birthday of Jesus. But in today's reading, the first reading, sort of a twist. It's also a wedding. And when I do weddings, sometimes I read a little introduction before the wedding begins about how we begin the wedding with the glory to God of the highest, which is that Bethlehem song, because it really is God who leaves his father and mother and is joined to his bride, rather God who leaves his homeland, just like a, a husband leaves his father and mother and is joined to his bride. So Jesus, the son, leaves his homeland and becomes one with his beloved humanity, with each one of us. And there Isaiah is today taking that up. Fear not, you shall not be put to shame. Don't blush, you shall not be disgraced. For he who has become your husband is the guy you had a crush on in the third grade. No, it's your maker, your maker, God, your God becomes your husband. That's either really weird or really profound. And bear with me because human language is limited and so we're talking about God in, in ways that are hinting to and giving us a taste of and yet don't fully comprehend what we can't comprehend on this side of heaven. But it's profound that of the many ways God wants to reveal himself to us is not just father to a son or a prodigal son, but also as a husband to his beloved wife, even though she's been unfaithful, right? Because it goes on, right? The Lord calls you back like a wife forsaken because of what she had done. He calls you back like a husband receiving her home. And if there was a moment of distance between you, the love between you is forever. So Christmas, it's, if you want to contemplate it as, as, as God giving his son for us, as a beautiful image, but if you also want to contemplate it as, as God, Jesus himself, God giving himself to us, as a bride gives himself to her beloved, my love, he says, shall never leave you. That's what a spouse says to the spouse at the altar. I swear to God, my love will never leave you, nor my covenant of peace be shaken. Our covenant, our marital covenant, shall not be shaken. And I was going to leave off with that, but Walker says, keep talking, so I'll just keep talking. Um, because in that case, what is the church? If Jesus is trying to offer himself, and, and this beautiful image of John the Baptist, right? That one who goes to prepare the way. And nowadays it is kind of a thing for the betrothal to be a huge deal of like the, the husband or the, the, the fiancé getting everything ready and maybe he's got like this whole surprise laid out and she, the, 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 the bride-to-be, knows nothing. Like she's totally surprised always, right? She's always surprised, never, never has a clue. Um, and I heard stories like of <laughs> one couple who had the puppy dog bring the little, carry around on his collar for like the entire morning a note that hopefully she would figure out that, hey, this looks different on the puppy, let me read this note. Which says, you know, whatever, the, 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 the betrothal, will you marry me? So I'm sorry, but the church or the priest, it's just a dog. <laughs> carrying the message. Carrying the message. Or in many of those moments of proposal, there's a photographer. You always have to have the photographer there. Somebody's got to get a picture of 
fiancé on his knees proposing to his beloved. And the priest or the church, that's the photographer, to help you remember all the moments when God reminded you of his betrothal to you. It's also the ring bearer. The little kid, the annoying kid who never gets all the way up the aisle, but always gets distracted like halfway. Like, that's the priest, that's the church. Just carrying to you the host, the ring, the blessed sacrament, through which Jesus says, do this and remember me. Take this and receive it. This is my body given up for you. This is my betrothal. This is my covenant poured out for you in my blood. And the church is just the carrier, just the messenger, just the ring bearer, just the photographer. But it's that. It doesn't pretend to be any more than that. The goal of the church is to bring as many beloved fiancés as possible to know God's love for her, each one. Whether it's really a her or a him, but like that relationship that God wants to have with each one is that of a husband gently inviting all people to know the tremendous love he has. And the reality, the mystery, and we pray that we would get through the, the walls that are so thick against it, because it's clear even from the beginning, the, the wise and the scholars of the law, those who were whatever, they rejected the plan. They rejected the invitation, thinking they were wise. Oh, I know better. I won't be naive. I don't need that God stuff, that Catholic stuff, that Jesus stuff. doesn't work for me. Oh my gosh, don't miss it. Please don't miss it. Please don't overthink it. Please don't overcomplicate it. Yes, your husband will be your maker and receive the love that he has for you. We ask, and we ask the intercession of all the saints and of our Blessed Mother who watched it, watched it happen, that she would help, help us really be close to that miracle, that mystery, and make us convinced witnesses ourselves, having received it ourselves, to bring it joyfully to others, to all who will receive it. Amen? Amen. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Pray for us.